0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 37 of On the Road with Auto Trader, where we make car stuff simple for Canadians. My name is Jody Lai and I'm the editor in chief of Auto Trader.
1: And my name is Dan Alika, and I am Auto Trader's road test editor. That was quite the flourish on simple.
0: I like to change it up sometimes. You know, give them different levels. Sometimes it's Ooh. simple. Sometimes it's simple.
1: Simple. <laughs> uh,
0: so today, Dan and I are going to be talking about a whole bunch of cars. That we must say goodbye to because they are getting discontinued by the end of this year pour one out so this happens all the time cars get discontinued for all sorts of different reasons but this time it feels a little bit different because there are a lot of different types of cars that are getting discontinued um some of these are surprising some of these are not surprising at all
1: yeah. um and there's been weird ones in the past like You know, just kind of for the sake of of, um, understanding, it's like, you know, Hyundai discontinued the accent uh, a few years ago. Now, the sedan went away because nobody was buying it. And then the hatchback went away, and that was kind of a direct result of the venue being added to the lineup. You know, and, and don't let, you know, Hyundai or any other car company fool you. That's purely, like, financial motives because... The Venue is more expensive. The profit margins on it are way higher. So Hyundai wants to sell you a more expensive vehicle. Therefore, it replaced a cheap one with an expensive one. But if you take a look at some of the ones that we're going to go through today, it's age-related. It's powertrain-related. There are lots of different factors at play.
0: Yeah, especially now because we're kind of seeing a lot more automakers uh, go more heavily into EVs and PHEVs. And so, you know... PHEVs, you mean? PHEVs. I don't like saying it, but I'm I'm trying to get used to it. But whatever. Um, So we're just gonna run down this list, kind of alphabetically, and and you know reminisce about why we loved or hated these cars, (laughs) and kind of the reasons for why they're getting discontinued. All right. So the first one I'm super sad about. uh, The Audi R8 is going away. This is the last year that it will ever be available, um, at least in its current kind of setup, which is fully internal combustion, you know, with a V10. Yeah.
1: It's a good car, but, yeah, it's, like, it's a dinosaur.
0: By by car standards, it's very old. It has been a long time. Oh, no, I just mean, like, from, from,
1: like, the actual, like, concept of what it is. Like, oh. a V8, you know, supercar. It's, like, kind of silly that I'm surprised it lasted this long. I mean, people love
0: supercars.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. It just seems, it seems weird. I mean, I look forward to whatever is next. And I think, like, Audi, you know, being back into... Into racing mm-hmm. is going to be a huge, uh, you know, help for whatever comes next in terms of like hybrid and pure electric.
0: Yeah, I think so too. So the next time we see an R eight, if if it's even called an R eight, let's call it a supercar from Audi. It'll yes. probably be fully electric yeah. uh, or a plug in hybrid. Yeah,
1: because yeah, we're seeing that with you know some brands. I mean, it's ironic to me that this is the year that you know the last year that the R eight will be available, and then the Mercedes AMG GT coupe is coming back now it's i was actually just having this conversation uh with another journalist this weekend about how you know as much as they're different so the r8 is a mid-engine you know v10 the gt is a front engine rear wheel drive Mm -hmm. twin turbocharged v8 but that to me those two like that's the ultimate cross shop if you're looking at an r8 the one to look at would have been the, the AMG GT yeah. and vice versa and now the GT is coming back as a gas only, you know.
0: I mean not for car. much longer. I don't think it's going to be around for much longer. But like
1: But uh, it's crazy that Mercedes, you know, spent all this yeah. money is and is undertaking this this big project uh for something that conceivably might only last a few years.
0: Yeah. That's an interesting yeah, especially because they're going really hard into EVs too, so it's interesting that they'll have this like just Awesome gas-powered sports car it's still very available, odd to me. Um, but another one that we'll be saying goodbye to is the Audi TT. So little tiny sports car, it's iconic. Cool car. Um, I really enjoy driving it.
1: The TT RS was so cool. Yeah. Do you know? Here's the story. So um, years ago, I went to Le Mans, and I was there with Porsche, but some of the race team, like engineers and and uh, just you know people kind of behind the scenes. They used to work on the Audi Le Mans program and then went over to to Porsche when Audi's program folded. Um, And there was this person telling me that she was part of the Audi TT team at Le Mans. This would have been, I don't know, call it like 20 years ago. Okay. And they got like heat from the executive level because the TT was spanking the r eight. Yeah. It was just like more reliable, it was quicker through the corners, and it was just outperforming it in like every possible that's way hilarious. and they're like you're embarrassing our our supercar. Yeah. The TT is like super underrated, I think.
0: I think it, re- it really is, especially with that like quirky 5-cylinder engine. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. And like it's a really unusual little sports car.
1: I th- I once described it as it looks like a Volkswagen Beetle that was put in a Panini press.
0: Yeah, that's very accurate. Um and it w- I always thought it was fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Peter um, Schreier designed it? Yeah, that that was an iconic design and it will go down in like the history books as like a really memorable one. So totally. that's kind of we're kind of sad to see that one go. Oh, yeah. Anytime like a sports car, like a little fun sports car goes away, it, like cuts really deep, you know?
1: Yeah. And now for something completely different. Yeah,
0: so I'm going to mention these three kind of in the same section because they're all related. So Chrysler 300, goodbye. Dodge Challenger, goodbye. Dodge Charger, goodbye.
1: I like how like not goodbye. See you around. Hit the I mean, bricks.
0: For what they were, like I actually really liked the Chrysler Three Hundred for what it was, which was like a big, comfy sedan.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they're all three of those uh, are built in Brampton, Ontario, yeah. and they were kind of the longevity of them. I think is a big deal, right? They they've been around for like fifteen they're plus so years. They're so old and. You know, they are, I guess, kind of cool. It's it's funny to watch the resurgence, especially of the Challenger. So the coupe of the three of them, um, it always trailed the Mustang and the Camaro in the sales charts. And then it surpassed them, uh, even though nothing really changed. No,
0: it's basically been exactly the same. You know, it, it came out in 2008, yeah. got a mid-cycle refresh in like 2015, but... Essentially the same thing, besides a little like tweaks and stuff. And then
1: just the, I think the popularity, you know, you could reasonably trace it back to just like the introduction of, you know, the Hellcat and the Demon and the Red Eye. Uh, That's why you see so many like, you know, V6 versions and they came out with the all wheel drive version. I'm sure that helped the GT or whatever it was called. Um, But But it was so
0: old school. Like I really enjoyed the Charger and the Challenger actually, because they had so much personality and, and like, the Camaro and the Mustang these days, they're great cars. They're great sports cars. But I think the Dodges stayed the most true to that, like, old-school muscle car mentality out of those three. Yeah.
1: It's also – we talked about this because I don't know if by the time this episode goes live – no, I don't think your review of the Challenger last call uh, will be published yet. But um, Jody did a review of this Challenger that's called, like, the last call but it's like there were like eight last calls
0: i think there were seven there and this go. was like the last, the last 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 call,
1: call. <laughs> so outrageous
0: but it was it was so stupid for a car because it, it was a pig on gas can yeah. barely take a corner um you know v8 rear wheel drive manual transmission and, it, like, it doesn't make sense, but I loved it so much. Like, I enjoyed driving it so much. So I am sad to see it go. The next time we see um, a Challenger, it'll be fully electric. Yeah. And I'm certain it's going to be really cool when it gets here. Like, yeah. the concept car it's based on looks sick. But I don't know. There's something just about, like, a rip-snorting dirty old V8 that I love.
1: I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just bitter at all the idiots that drive them. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not everyone that drives them is an idiot. But, like, there are so many clowns cruising around in these things, you know, driving like they're on a racetrack or oh. a drag strip. And it just, yeah. like, you know, it's really kind of, like, ruined. Like, I honestly, I, when we did the Red Eye last year, I was like, I don't want to be, like, part of the, you know, stereotype here. I didn't oh, like driving it because I, I was like, people are looking at me like that That car turns you guy. into
0: a ghoul. Like,
1: You love that i love that Woo. that's yeah. what every time you're like it turns me into a ghoul I'm, i picture you like with a white sheet like a ghost Just like scaring old people school. in yeah. the streets yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah what would you say like a car that turns you evil like into a bad driver
1: <laughs> or like a
0: really aggressive driver
1: um a bmw driver yeah 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 this is a car that transforms you into a BMW driver.
0: Something Chris said something so funny the other day. He's like, yeah, I really appreciate BMW. They have so many different types of cars that can appeal to so many different types of D-bags. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: And I thought it was so funny. But the it's... only
1: commonality between uh, you know, all of the BMW models is apparently that signals are optional.
0: You know what? To be fair, these days I feel like BMW drivers aren't the worst. I think they've been replaced by Tesla drivers. I think you might
1: be right. That's gonna get
0: me in trouble. But like, I that's that's a hill I will die on. Even
1: <laughs> this morning, on my way in, I was waiting, and there was a BMW driver behind me, and I was so we were like taking a left, and I was like, oh no signal, and then we had to take a right, oh no signal, yeah. and then turned it again, no signal, and I'm like, you're just you're fueling living the through. stereotype, oh, man. man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What a ghoul.
0: (laughs) i got to think of a better word. Um, The Ford Edge will be discontinued at the end of this year.
1: I think that... So we have another episode coming um, about cars that we... Or vehicles we thought were ahead of their time. I wouldn't necessarily say the Edge was ahead of its time. But I do think it was kind of like on the cusp of being something super killer... But it just never really. Don't get me wrong; it was popular, but it was also like, you know, it, it's kind of an appliance.
0: I think so, and that segment has so many heavy hitters in it. So I think it yeah. made it very hard for the Ford Edge to really pull yeah. pull forward. But
1: I think it's cool, and that's another Canadian built. That one's that one's built in Oakville, Ontario. Uh, that plant is is being converted into an EV. We don't know exactly what's going to be built there yet, but. Um, that's another Canadian vehicle that, that we're bidding adieu.
0: So. Yeah. It's it's always Wait, wait,
1: let me I don't want to offend our friend. Adieu.
0: There you go. Yeah. I we do have, have people right. who listen I to the I just wanted to make sure to nobody
1: thought I was like, you know, being disrespectful yeah. to the language. Um uh, but that one I will I will miss in kind of the sense, but I think it's like, oh, what could have been? Like it was that close to being like the ST version. I remember you drove the ST... And you were like, this thing is not very good. It, I,
0: I was, I was, I thought something was wrong with the car because it, nothing worked the way that it should have worked. Like the transmission was a mess. Everything was just not working. But
1: then when Ford put out the Explorer ST, that thing was everything that it should have been. Yeah. Like a total weapon. It was like, well, I don't know, 460 horsepower yeah. or something like that. So I just feel like the edge was kind of like the forgotten
0: you know, child yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On a totally different note, the Kia Rio is being discontinued. Now, this makes me very sad because there are so many of these like small affordable cars that no longer exist. You know, Honda Fit, Nissan Micra, Toyota Yaris, all of these cheap, cheerful, affordable cars are gone. And what that means is that. A new car prices will go up because yep. like Dan said you c- they're going to try to sell you a crossover that's the same size yeah. but you know a little bit more expensive. Um and that creates a lot of pressure in the used car market for these models. Yeah, and
1: it just you know, it creates this big gulf in affordability um And also, just like accessibility, right? I mean, it's not just about, forget interest rates and stuff like that. Those are crazy right now. But I mean, come on, we've all either been or are at points in our lives, or we know people that are at points in their lives where it's like, you know, you need. I had this conversation with a friend once about the idea of, you know, what's easier to save 500 bucks a month to put towards a car or to finance a vehicle at 500 bucks a month. Of course, the financing is easier because mm-hmm. it gives you access to the vehicle now, which is when you need it. And that's what I look at where these cars that we're losing represent, you know, accessibility to jobs for people, Absolutely. right? Especially with the, with the job market and the real estate market, this big disparity of people in Toronto, for instance, right? It's so unaffordable in the city that people have to commute you know, just so that they can afford an apartment. But these cheap cars were the way to do that. Yeah,
0: and now that they no longer exist, what's happening is that people can't afford these new crossovers that are being offered to them, so they go to the used market. And now what's happening is that because uh, the new car inventory for these small affordable cars is so small, now the used car inventory for these cars gets more expensive, and, and it, it creates this big problem. Yeah, and
1: the and the squeeze, you know, that the pandemic caused. Like you see this all the time, right? Anytime there's big, and and we had, we had our our VP of Insights, Barish, on a handful of episodes ago, and we talked a little bit about this. But you know, anytime there's like an economic downturn or something major that happens you see this squeeze because people end up holding on to their vehicles for longer. So that also puts a big damper on the used car market. So affordability in general is way down, and losing access to these new affordable cars is hugely disappointing. And I also understand that the sales don't represent numbers proportionally that they used to, Mm -hmm. but still, right now, the only vehicle that you can buy in Canada for less than like, You know 15 grand or whatever is the mitsubishi mirage
0: it's the only one left um and it's a shame because the kia rio was a really good car it always felt like it was not like penalizing you for being on a budget like it can't i think it came standard with heated seats and a heated steering steering wheel wheel, which is crazy at that price so i'm really sad to see that one go um and to see small cars disappearing in general um the kia stinger will also be discontinued this year which i'm not surprised to see because honestly like not a lot of people bought it.
1: No, and I, I think that was, a, it was a Halo product. Yeah. It was, like, I think that, you know, anecdotally, like, kind of put Kia on the map in a in a certain in sense. In a new way. Yeah, like, people looked at Kia in a different way and said, oh, wow, you can do something that's kind of, like, exciting and different. Um, it was always a little bit disappointing. Do you remember, like, that Stinger Coupe concept? And then, like, you know, the Genesis, Hyundai Genesis Coupe. And I was like, oh, it would have been really cool if that's the direction that Kia went... Instead, yeah, but, but they
0: would have made it even less popular by doing that, right? Oh,
1: for sure. I think
0: by making it a liftback sedan, they, you, you have to make certain compromises. Yeah, right? I just
1: mean like knowing that it wasn't going to sell yeah. very well, anyways. But, but yeah, it did, it was important to the brand. I think the brand's identity changed or the perceived yep. identity changed a lot. Uh, since that was introduced in what 2016? I think somewhere 2017,
0: there. I think yeah. I drove it for the first time.
1: Yeah, so. um, and it
0: was very impressive. It did, and it did kind of change or start a new chapter for the brand um at that time they had hired a whole bunch of engineers and designers from you know german companies like bmw and audi and stuff and so this was kind of proof to the world that like hey we could do this too and it was a really good
1: effort and and in fairness like a lot of the powertrain was borrowed from or or jointly developed with the genesis team so the um, I always get confused because the SUVs, the G70, right? The sedan, yeah. The sedan um, shared the same like twin turbocharged V6 or whatever yeah, it was, and it was good. But there was no manual version of the Stinger, and there was a Not manual here. version of the G70. Only for
0: one year, though. I don't, I don't even count that as being.
1: No, I think it was a couple years. The Sport.
0: I thought it was only one year in no, Canada. No, the, mm. the
1: the G70 Sport.
0: I think Americans got it. A they got they might have gotten. No, I the think they got a rear Stinger? wheel
1: drive stinger when we didn't right because ours came Canada, standard in all-wheel, all-wheel drive, drive. Yeah. yeah okay so again that was one of those things that i'm like oh like you know it would have been cool if we got if you were not going to do the coupe then do this manual version and again i know it wouldn't have sold very well but anyways i think it did the job that kia had set out i for think it so to too yeah.
0: yeah and i'm excited to see what that sedan would look like as an ev i think that's the clear next step that they're going towards so that's exciting yeah Um, the Mazda CX-9 is going away after this year, which makes sense because now we have the CX-90, which is a three row, a little bit bigger than the CX-9. Yeah.
1: Yeah, A little more like it's not the biggest in the segment by any stretch, but it just, the CX-9 was always a little cramped in the third row. The CX-90 is just more, you know, conventionally sized. I would describe it like it's, I think... I feel like it's like almost identically sized to like the Hyundai Palisade, um, or the Nissan Pathfinder. Like
0: I, yeah, maybe like a tiny bit smaller, but very very similar. And the CX-9 was always like a weird in between kind of model. Yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of Mercedes vehicles being discontinued. Uh, the CLS, the C-Class Coupe and Convertible the E-Class coupe and convertible. And the reason why they're all being discontinued is because they basically like cannibalize each other in their lineup. So they're all being replaced by a single new model line called the CLE-Class.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of like, I'm, I am remember in 2016 when we worked together and talking about this and we were talking about the E-Class and you were saying how much you liked it. And my take was like, but you know, because you love that, the window in the back, like, the E-Class, for for those of you who, who aren't don't know or, or don't remember, as soon as you see it, you'll recognize it. It had that, it's a coupe, but it had this, like, almost like a full rear window, and you could roll it down, and it was super cool. But my point was always, like, but why have all of these versions of the same there car? There were
0: so many. So the E-Class had a coupe, sedan, convertible, wagon. Yeah. Um, and like different variants of the wagon. Like it it was just a humongous lineup. So Mercedes is kind of streamlining their lineup with this new model, which makes a lot of sense to me, especially because like, I I really think that it's just easier for a consumer to understand like what's going on. Um, So not surprised to see that one go or those vehicles going. Yeah. Um, The Nissan Maxima is going away. Not surprised because that sedans, like, who who's buying sedans that size anymore?
1: I still think the Maxima was cool. It had its own thing going. Um, it was, it it was, like, powerful. It had that, or has that V6. It
0: was pretty good, I remember. It was, like, I thought it was reasonably cool. you know luxurious. it know that the
1: Nissan Maxima, that was the first, um, like, press launch I ever went on. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: That's fun.
1: Yeah, in Quebec. And, uh... So it, it holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. But anyways, I thought it was cool. I
0: felt that way when the Honda Fit got discontinued a couple of years ago because that was the first vehicle I ever reviewed as an automotive journalist. And so when Total. I saw it you know, being discontinued, I was so sad because it was so good. The the Honda Fit was great.
1: The first press car I ever tested was a Volkswagen Beetle. So same thing. Yeah. I was like, man, what's going on here?
0: Yep, that's a sad Taking one. Taking a piece of my heart. Um, And then that's kind of the end of our list. But I did want to bring up the uh, the Chevy Bolt. Yeah, and the the EUV.
1: Yeah, what a that's okay. Probably even more so um, than when I talked about the Ford Edge being like so close but not quite there, and you know could have been handled differently. The Bolt and the Bolt EUV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going away, but they're coming back.
0: They're on, they're going to be on a hiatus.
1: So it doesn't really count. Yeah. But like. For those of you who remember, there were like some battery fire issues, so there was a big recall. I think that, you know, really put an end to this generation that was realistically only a couple years old. Yeah. Like these ones only came out.
0: They're really new, but, and it's a shame because they're very good EVs. They're so roomy inside, tons of range affordable very user-friendly it had a lot of things going for them so a little bit sad to see them go so soon yeah
1: big time like i think in that again you know we talked about the affordability of cars in general and how you know the mirage is the only one in the ev market there are very few cars that are as affordable as the bolt and the bolt euv and losing them you know takes that entry point from the market you know and just tosses it right yeah, in the yeah
0: and that's very sad yeah Boo. i just
1: yeah that that bums me out but again it's like you know a hiatus so there's going to be something in a couple of years but it just means that i guess like the only thing that you could buy as like the entry point um so to speak into the chevy ev lineup is going to be the blazer ev which is right. substantially it's a more lot expensive. more expensive yeah so yeah it's really a bummer and i don't I don't hold like any one automaker to a different standard and say like well you have to offer you know the afford like you have to kind of fall on on the on the sword for everyone and offer the cheap ev but it's like somebody's got to do it and you know i just feel like that was a good one and now it's going to be gone for yeah tbd
0: pour yeah. one out for our homies dan all right <laughs> um before our ask an expert segment here is a message from the good people at auto trader Save time and money by using AutoTrader, Canada's most trusted place to buy and sell new and used cars. AutoTrader has the most cars, and one of the best features is price badging, so you can feel more confident that you're getting a good deal. Hello. So today's Ask an Expert comes to us from Anyeka from Ottawa. Hello. Hi, Dan and Jody. I just discovered your podcast and I love it. Oh, Thanks. thank you so much. I'm in the market for a family hybrid or electric vehicle. My top two criteria are fuel efficiency and third row passenger space. Hmm. In your expert opinions, which models should I consider? I'm fine with minivans, vans and SUVs. Keep up the great work.
1: Well, thank you so much, first of all. Also, I already know that we would get along because you're open to vans. Yeah, I I think I know what's coming. Toyota Sienna. It's great. It is honestly so amazing. The efficiency is off the charts. It's got the same hybrid powertrain. So, you know, I would also recommend taking a look at the Toyota Highlander uh, that you can get with with the hybrid powertrain. It's the same one that's offered in the Sienna. But every time I drive it, I'm like, wow, I'm averaging, you know, right around six liters per hundred kilometers.
0: Which is so good for a car that big.
1: It's just wild. My friends and I took it on a road trip. Uh, down to Rochester back in the spring. And yeah, we did, you know, and highway. So we've talked about this before, but if you know, you've missed those episodes, electrics and hybrids, they tend to do a little bit worse on the highway than they do around town where they can rely on regenerative braking and coasting and all that good stuff. They got to work just a little harder to keep that momentum up on the highway. The fact that it was myself And four, you know, mostly grown men, I think (laughs) I described them as. Um, So five of us down to Rochester. And and all your stuff, all All our stuff, all the beer that we bought while we were down there and brought back with us, um, and still averaged, like, It was less, I think it was like maybe 6.4 liters per 100 kilometers. That's so good. It's crazy in a minivan.
0: Yeah, and and I like the Sienna a lot because, you know, it has that proven track record for reliability. But it also comes with a lot of really cool family-friendly features. Like, you can get it with a vacuum cleaner. You can get it with a fridge inside.
1: Well, hold on. I think they actually, Did those they... were supposed to happen. And then I think the pandemic oh. and supply chain shortage Issues. But maybe they're available into. now. I'm not but sure. The point the point being, I think from a family friendly perspective, from space, from storage, there's all these like clever little cubbies everywhere. Lots of uh just it, it it is one of those vehicles that you get in and you're like, oh wow, this thing makes a lot of sense. So if you're you know open to that, I'd say check it out. Um the Chrysler Pacifica hybrid, which is a plug-in hybrid, it's good. I would say that's one of those vehicles that was, like, not quite there in terms of, like, it's kind of weird because you can't save. There's no setting to save the battery for later use. So, basically, if you unplug it and it's got a fully charged battery, it'll just default to draining that before switching over to hybrid operation. And then it's not nearly as efficient as the Sienna. Uh, And then also, like, the... Uh, Mitsubishi Outlander plug-in hybrid is also good but you know if you're if you're open to it the Sienna uh, or the Toyota Highlander are two very good choices
0: yeah excellent question thank you so much Anyaka. if any of you have questions you would like to ask Dan or I you can email us at expert at trader.ca um, and thank you for joining us on this episode drive safe and we'll see you next time
1: bye guys